1: And we're back with another episode of the PCC Multiverse. It's the state of pro wrestling, everyone. Thanks for joining us here. It's Gerald Glassford. Come right back at you here from Pop Culture Cosmos, Lakers Fast Break, Inside Sports, Fantasy Football, and of course, everything that's going on in the PC Multiverse. Truly appreciate all the radio stations around the world that listen to us. And for everyone out there that's listening, please go ahead and give us that five-star review wherever you get your podcasts. Plus, if you could like, share, share, Subscribe, subscribe today to the Pop Culture Cosmos, where you can get the latest notifications on where we go live with the latest state of pro wrestling, inside sports fantasy football, or the awesome episodes that we do of the pop culture cosmos, indeed. But it wouldn't be a state of pro wrestling without my good friend, my tag team partner for real this time. He is a great man indeed. You got to go ahead and check out what he's doing today at the PVD cast, of course. Please go ahead and subscribe to all the great things that he does. Matt Talk, the PVD cast, so much more. He had a great conversation recently on the movie world. And I know we're excited for what's coming up this weekend in the movie world. The box office will be busted big time by Dune Part 2. It is, of course, John Orlando, my tag team partner crime. How's it going, my friend? Are you psyched? Are you ready? Someone says we're going to be doing a promo sometime soon.
0: I am excited for this. I cannot wait to uh, try my hand at a wrestling promo. I mean, we all did them when we were kids, right? I mean, we all mimicked Macho Man and and Hulk Hogan in the mirror, maybe even The Ultimate Warrior. So I'm excited to to give it a try. And uh, it's happy uh, Leap Day, right? Because it's the 29th extra. extra So oddballs,
1: entities like this, it's going to fit right in, my friend. (laughs) Yes. Yes, it is. So we will be doing our first tag team promo together as the Mass Marauders. Number one over there. And in an obvious joke, and yes, it is intentional, I am number two. And I'll let your mind wander on that one. But we've got a lot to talk about before we get to that. Of course, WWE just finished a successful 50,000 plus in Australia, Perth to be exact for Elimination Chamber, and it looks like most of the main matches are set, although still they're tweaking it possibly with a Rock versus Cody Rhodes possible matchup. Something gets teased, and and we'll talk about Rock at the end of the show. Some really fun uh, facts on Rock that just uh, came through as well. But things are going all over the place in regards to what is actually going to be the main event or main events for Saturday and Sunday. But coming out of Elimination Chamber, Rhea Ripley uh, actually just did a fantastic job over Naya Jax. She's going to be facing Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Uh, also as well, you have Drew McIntyre. I'm going to talk about this one with, with John here because I'm not exactly in love with this one. Getting the victory in the Elimination Chamber, he'll be going off against Seth Rollins. And then, of course, the whole what are the two matches that are going to take place between the bloodline cody rhodes slash seth rollins type deal we don't even know for sure what that's going to be 100 they keep showing something as far as a main event then they show something else as a main event then they mm-hmm. show talk then they have cody Rhodes talking about something else the main event uh, until our next show which is going to be the state of pro wrestling for april here at about a month from now we won't know exactly what it is because they're just gonna keep on throwing stuff at you but it seems to be working it's getting the ratings it's getting the interest but john orlando coming out of wwe's elimination chamber what are your thoughts as far as the booking direction for the company as it leads into wrestlemania
0: well i think it's still a little bit up in the air as you just mentioned i mean we still don't have a confirmed main event for Mania night one, mania night two. I think you need to start getting that shaped up because I think that it could blow up in their face. It could very well where fans now are starting to, you know, right now fans are with it. They're with the program. They, you know, as you said, the ratings are up. I think attendance is obviously, especially with elimination chamber or is is real good, but I think that they might burn some people out if they keep doing this where they're going to kind of like tease this and tease that and tease this and tease that let's get it let's get it written down let's get it in stone who is Cody facing how is this going to look because that that would save I think us as wrestling fans that confusion I guess you, mm-hmm. could say, you know of what, not knowing what is going to be presented to us on that on those nights, excuse me, those nights, because it's two nights, it's Saturday and Sunday. Um, I agree with you. I don't know if Drew McIntyre's the way to go for an opponent for Seth Rollins, but I will present that maybe if that knee is bothering Seth, if the back is still bothering him, I think that maybe he could have a, a better match with Drew McIntyre because Drew can use his style and, and adapt it a little bit better to keep Seth looking good and looking strong, but yet not have him have to carry like the workload and go a hundred miles an hour.
1: Well, uh, the only reason I say that is because, you know, there were, uh, there were, I think good candidates. You could do Randy Orton, who's uh, gotten some nice uh, uh, pops. I'm not, I don't really think that Randy Orton to me has all that way in the much of uh riz as the young kids say charisma out there uh for me he's never endeared himself to me but i i do know his status as a top tier talent i think that would have also been something especially he's been very popular upon his return so that could have gone around la night i think this la night as far as i think wwe has blown it just like they blew they blew sammy Zayn last year with a when they could have given him a short title run i really think that would have been most opportune to go ahead and do that with LA Knight. Now they've just basically kicked him. They just showed where or what, how they feel about him uh relegating him to an underneath card matchup against AJ styles and trying to elongate that feud, which is a nice mid card feud for what it is. But the problem is you're, you're sending a signal to everybody out there that the power of the people is not as strong as it should be, or as it, needs to be, I think, for long-term health and growth of the industry. But again, that's just, just to me, it's just a sign that they didn't have enough faith in LA Knight to go ahead and push the company in that that level of a champion. So I'm very sad about that. But again, Drew McIntyre, who I don't even know has, I mean, I'm assuming he signed his extension because uh, yeah. why I would assume, you push yeah. someone? Why would you push? I mean, back in the old days, 80s, 90s, even if you were leaving, They would, you know, still push you, be so you would get a major loss against a world title, what have you. That's fine, but these days, in the since the turn of the century, they usually will not give you the mega push if you're leaving the company, they would not do something like that. So, I'm assuming that he has an extension already on the table that he's already signed or committed to because you don't put him, in my opinion. As the face of the, you know the possible one of the big faces of the company against mm-hmm. uh you know seth rollins if you're going to go ahead and just you know leave wwe the next week or next month
0: you know i'd like to just mention something real quick that you you said you know when talking about la night that the voice of the people despite the fact that he is over with the people that that the higher-ups have kind of squandered him
1: and still yeah. is over with the people, despite the yeah. fact he's been beaten several times.
0: Absolutely. It, but, but I mean, I, I don't want to say that we're picking on LA Knight, but the same can be said for, for Cody Rhodes, because he has the, the power of the people, which is what led to a lot of this you know we're not sure what we're doing with cody crybabies yeah the cody crybabies but what we're doing with cody i think some of that is a fraction of the problem that we have right now with where do we book cody for mania we want to keep the fans interested and that's why i said like i feel like they have to hurry up here in the next week or two and tell us for certain what's happening because i have a feeling those fans are going to get you know, disinterested. I guess. And just say.
1: to be clear, I actually want to see Cody go all the way. I and do too. Finally, yes, I I would be very happy for him and for his family to achieve that dream on a big stage, which many people thought last year he should have achieved already. Uh, yeah, again, this is a seems like this would be if he does win, like a makeup, like well, you know, maybe we should have done it last year, but we kind of messed up, so we're going to go ahead and do it this year. It's still, he's still hot. He still has the big pop. Okay. We're going to go ahead and give it to him now. That's fine. That's good. I'm, I'm hoping that they will, because he does deserve it. And I think he can be a good face for this company. You know, whether, whether it depends on how long they would go ahead and give him a title ring, but I think they can do it. It's just concerning that the booking, which has been so good up until about 2023, we haven't had much issues with Triple H, uh, you know, Paul Levesque. Again, it's not egregious like we've seen with past <laughs> Vince McMahon uh, regimes as far as the the creative control is concerned, but I see some cracks. I see some cracks. The confusion with, you know, when Rock stepped in, wanted to go ahead and have his place at the table, wanted to go ahead and have his main event against Roman, people kind of pooh-poohed on that, and uh, I don't know. It just... It's a good position to have because even with CM Punk out, you still have main eventers across the board. You know, it's a good pro- it's a good problem to have, and they're trying to make sure that everybody's still happy with a main event slot that they're still all getting a main event. And to thank God that they did take my suggestion and go do a two day format. This is the kind of reason why you need a two day format so you can try to make as many wrestlers as happy as possible in those slots.
0: Yeah, you know, I know uh, I know I was very vocal about not liking this two two night format. I'm still not really happy with it either, not a hundred percent. But I understand that that's one of the one of the reasons why they're doing it, so that everybody can have an opportunity on mania. And also, too, it makes money. Let's not lie to one another. It makes money. So I uh, here's my question. If they decide to do something, say Rock versus Cody what how do you see that playing out with getting cody to take on roman and win the title what what are your thoughts if we're fantasy booking this thing
1: well i think i think cody has to win the title if he doesn't win yeah, the I, title I if he doesn't walk out the weekend with the title then he's done he's toast people will see him as an afterthought and once you get into that point it's going to be very hard to ever get behind him 100% again. And that mm-hmm. that would be terrible for him because he's uh, you know, he's done so much to get to where he's at after the way he left WWE the first time around. You know, he's rebuilt his career into a top star in the independent scene, then he helped the start of AEW and put it in a position where it got to you know, a noteworthy status and then he comes here gets the big boost from that beyond what I think that even the WWE expected and still they again it's just it's not like it's almost quite like the Brian Daniels situation where the company mm-hmm. really kicking and screaming did not want to go ahead and give him the platform for the title did not want to go ahead, get didn't want to go ahead and give him the big push until they realized they had no other choice I don't want to say we're there yet, my friend. But if they do go ahead and have him lose coming out of WrestleMania weekend and they don't, uh, you know, and they still try to push him as the top baby face, I think people are going to see it as that as far as him just never getting to that. Even if he even beats Roman Reigns, let's say downline to the SummerSlam or wherever, it's not going to have the same feel. No, no,
0: no, no. no. It has to be at Mania. I I fear that they will book Cody versus rock and in somehow Cody will not look strong coming out of that. That that's my concern, because I feel like if you do that match, Cody's got to look strong. He's got to be the one that comes out looking good on the other side of that matchup. Okay. Not saying that the rock wouldn't do that. I'm not saying that at all. I think the rock is by all means a preeminent, um, uh, professional when it comes to professional wrestling but i i have a feeling like he's got to look strong in order to go sunday night against roman reigns and i i don't know if they'll book it that way i don't that's what scares me about it
1: that's what scares me as well and we'll see what happens because again he's not just going against uh roman reigns he would be just going against the whole bloodline but then again now he's calling out the rock when does that match happen? Does that match happen during WrestleMania weekend? Why would you even talk about that if you're, let's say, it's yeah. a SummerSlam matchup? Why would you even talk about it now? The focus should still be on whatever you're doing WrestleMania. So, are they doing that instead? Why? I don't. I don't. Just again, it, There's a whole lot of confusion. It's not set, but it, you know, it's not stopping selling tickets. That's for sure. People are just excited to go to WrestleMania. You're going to fill up the Philadelphia Stadium both nights. That's not a question. It's the what the television audience. Compelling television. Are you going to be able to continue that storyline where it's compelling enough to watch? Don't overthink it. Sometimes they overbook things and overthink things in the booking. I'm not going to say that they're there yet, but they're close in my mind, overbooking things, making things a little bit confused instead of clear-cut this is what's going to happen, WrestleMania, and we're going to go ahead and push you in that direction as a fan towards there.
0: Right. That That's what I was confused about, is you're right. Cody mentioned the other night that match against The Rock, and I was like, wait, is that what we're doing at, at Mania? And he's got to run the gauntlet, he's got to beat The Rock, and then take on Co- uh, Roman? Mm-hmm. Like, I, and, and that's why I'm, I would hate that idea. I think that idea would not be good, and that's why I said earlier on, you had to if you're going to do that, Cody's got to look strong against the rock. Is, is that believable? Is that the, 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 direction that would make those people, obviously not the people in the stands, but the people at home still stay glued to their, to their television set. And look, let's just take a little side step for a moment. The rock is now part of the TKO board of directors. He has flexed his muscle a little bit. So, my question is, every time they need a big house, is this what is this what the rock's gonna do? He's gonna come out of retirement and and do another match or do another appearance. So I guess that's my question is what is rock and as a matter of fact, I'm not much for conspiracy theories, but I did have a friend point out that maybe the rock is there in case something happens to Triple H.
1: good point but he can't (laughs) take over the daily duties that's that's something where he absolutely cannot he's too busy so right right yeah the creative direction i don't know if i would entrust that with hbk or bring someone else in there obviously you don't want to go down that route you know hopefully triple h could be there for as far as leading creative for a long time to come so we'll see we'll see what happens but the wwe It is still unclear by this time next month when we have our state of pro wrestling for April 2024. It will probably be a lot clearer on what the match card is and we'll run it down for you as we preview WrestleMania as only we can right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos and, of course, the PVD cast as well.
0: You're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos.
1: For the latest news and information, analysis, and opinions on the Los Angeles Lakers and the NBA... Check out the Lakers fast break podcast today on wherever you get your podcasts. But my friend, there's still much more to talk about on today's show, including in a little bit, our beloved promo that we're going to go ahead and do. We've worked hard on it. John has worked feverishly. Behind the scenes, writing every single nook and cranny, every single detail to give you the best promo that we can give as the Mass Marauders coming up here in a second. Again, I am number two for obvious reasons, and John is going to play Mass Marauder number one. Looking forward to doing that, but first, my friend, Sting's last match. So he says, I think this time, this <laughs> you know, me, I always like ha, 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 this is last much because yeah. we saw Ric Flair in the ring last night already tried to chop and and duke it out with the young bucks on AEW Dynamite and uh, lifted. I will say this. There's a reason why I'm wearing this outfit. You'll see if you stay with us till the end of the show. And I'll leave you that. I know I look like Steve Jobs right now, but there's a reason <laughs> why I am I'm dressed like this, you'll see you later on in the show. But John, it is Sting's last match. I think this one is going to be legit. I think this is one is going to be is going to stick. He's 64. I think, uh, I think that this one is going to stick. I, I really don't think he needs to come back. Uh, it's not monetary. Uh, he can just come back on any time and cut promos and do what you know, basically what rick flair is doing now i know rick flair again i I still think that he wants to have one more one last match uh, but that's just him as you saw last night tried to go ahead and duke it out like i said with the young bucks but it is sting defending the aew tag team championships with darby allen against the evps with this new old gimmick buying it they're really trying to sell themselves into the evp program because try to repackage themselves it is the young bucks who they're facing off against at AUW revolution this weekend uh we all kidding aside it has been a storied career for sting uh, i thought it was over actually when seth rollins buckle bombed him and uh really did some damage to him you thought okay he's in his late 50s why does he need to come back he was really hurt Legitimately, uh, to his what his back or neck, I think at that time on that buckle bomb, but uh, he has come back. Uh, he has done a lot more than I expected, and I think he, I think he's finishing his career strong. And you know, I am not a, I'm not a little stinger per se. I, I watched him when I was a teenager growing up, uh, when he first, not when he first started, but when he first was in mid south before it became mm-hmm. UWF, before it became uh, also as well, what we saw, uh, what was folded into WCW. Uh, he had obviously done some work before then uh, in Jerry Lawler's territory, uh, Jerry Lawler, Jerry Jarrett's territory when he was one half of uh, with the Warrior as well as far as a group, tag team there that, you know, I think it's now known more as a trivia question and a notoriety than the, actually what they did together because both went on to greatness in separate fashions. But my friend, uh, your thoughts on Sting in his last match. I believe it is his last match at AEW's Revolution.
0: There you go. Well, to coin a phrase that was used with Terry Funk, he's been kind of not middle-aged and crazy, but later in age and crazy. Some of the bumps that Sting has taken over these last few months and many of these battles in AEW... I shake my head. I don't believe anybody half his age should be taking some of those bumps. And here he is at 64 taking all kind of table bumps and, and flying through the air and whatnot. Um, look, I was a sting fan. I liked sting. The first incarnation. I've never really been a big fan of the crow sting. Just, yeah. Just same, about here. It. same here. It, to me, it lacked the same charisma that he had. Now, I will say this when he was doing the kind of the Joker like uh, gimmick in TNA, I, I liked that because it showed his personality. I thought that was not bad, but I was never a big fan of Crow. I, I I feel like he had too much enthusiasm and whatnot. I mean, I remember seeing him in that very first clash of champions with Ric Flair going 45 minutes. I remember that match vividly as a kid. I remember you watching the matches
1: hands. that make a, a wrestler. That was a match supposedly that made Sting. I still think he would have had the same trajectory, but obviously on that type of platform, he was uh he did a great job. Sting, uh, Ric Flair carried him through, but a lot of that was Sting as well. And and I guess that that you could say that really put the rocket uh and they really strapped the rocket to him after that. It was I think it was well deserved.
0: Absolutely. And I mean, let's not forget about his matches with the great Muda and like 1989, WCW, they were phenomenal. Uh, you know, obviously, you know, he didn't maybe get uh, a really well. At least with that first attempt at getting a world title run, when he banged up his knee and and destroyed the knee, and then they had to kind of pivot and, and put the belt on uh, Luger, if I remember correctly. He did manage to get the, uh, the the title, but I think he he lost a little bit of the enthusiasm, the excitement, and the surprise of it. had that injury not happened. But he's had a great career. I mean, whether you liked him or you didn't like him, you got to give credit to the guy. I mean, he's done it all, seen it all, competed with a lot of legends. And yeah, I mean, I don't know what more to say about the Stinger.
1: Again, such a storied career, uh, TNA champion. Uh, I guess he did have a taste of the WWE, but... Mm they kind of blew that whole sting versus the undertaker thing where they should have gone ahead and gone with that instead of the direction that they went. But uh, you know, if we talk about all the missed opportunities, as far as booking (laughs) in the WWE over the years, I think we'd be here until next Thursday. So (laughs) uh, if that's the case, I'd start off with Ric Flair and Hulk Hogan at a WrestleMania. That's the first thing I would go ahead and say, but absolutely, but they blew that one too. Uh, But I will say, though, it is for Sting, I'm just happy for him that he's going out on his terms, uh, that he's going to go out in a high-profile match. Yes, it is for the number two promotion in North America, but it is still a promotion that still garners ratings. It's going to garner buys. It's going to garner views. People are going to be happy that he's leaving. It's going to trend worldwide. And uh, again, as a individual who has appreciated Sting's career, I loved it when he Sting and Rick Starner were together. That, mm-hmm. to me was the uh, you know of something uh, that I enjoyed. It was all too brief in the UWF, but uh, I could see the talent, even as a young man. I was a teenager, and I saw these kids saw these two young guys working together. And uh, I really thought that those two, and rightly so, would have a career because you could see the talent that was there. You could just see, Mm -hmm. back in the late 80s, you could start to see like the great Muda was, you know, just filled with talent. You could, you know, even when he was not in the WCW, when he was with uh, the White Ninja with Florida and Texas, you could just see the sheer talent that he had, that he was showcasing. Sting, you could just see the sheer talent and charisma or Riz, as the kids say it now. I'm doing that twice so that my daughters are really going to get mad that I said it on air. But yes, you could just see the talent and charisma that he and and the Steiners were showcasing that they were ahead of their time. I, I rarely want to say those words, but I really believe that Sting was ahead of his time. Now, was he pushed Try or tried to be pushed at the time for WCW as their version of Hulk Hogan? Yes, there was a time where he was their version of Hulk Hogan. Uh, But it never quite materialized to be. He could never be the same draw at the same level of Pete Hogan. It never quite materialized. Plus, he had a terrible knee injury uh, also uh, that derailed his career for a bit. Uh, I believe it was early 90s when I think it really happened. So again, though, he did prosper as a always beloved part of WCW, especially when he did the Crow gimmick. Uh, uh, for those appearances when he would come down from the rafters like he did this past Wednesday, reviving that uh, against the Young Bucks that he did. So, again, his career will always be remembered as a great one, and uh, I do wish him the best in retirement.
0: Same thing. I feel exactly the same way. Sting, have a great retirement. You certainly have deserved it, and thank you for the hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of hours of of matches that, as a kid, I just – Watched and absorbed so he is certainly well deserved
1: also don't forget cactus jack and sting. Oh, They oh yeah all had tremendous matches together in those early 90s i mean if you want to go out there and look at look at some of the great matches that they have there are some of the best that sting has ever had was against cactus jack and i truly think you should go out of your way to see matches that still hold up today mm-hmm. that they still hold up today Uh, He loved working with Mick Foley and Mick Foley loved working with him. You could tell their chemistry in the ring was absolutely fantastic. So hopefully you'll be able to get a chance to to go ahead and take a look at that and uh, see if reminiscing on the great career Sting as his retirement match heads up this weekend. What are your thoughts on Sting at AEW's Revolution? Are you sad Sting is retiring? Please let us know. PopCultureCosmos at Yahoo.com.
0: What is Planet Cool Stuff? It's your ultimate destination for insightful exploration from the realm of pop culture. Delve into the world of movies, video games, toys, cartoons, and visit with one-of-a-kind creators, discover incredible places, and see historical artifacts. Whether it's a toy room tour or exploring the best of pop culture cinema, Planet Cool Stuff has got you covered. Planet Cool Stuff, exclusively on Jinx Esports TV Canada.
1: But my friend, there's still much more to talk about on today's show, and we still got our promo coming, and we're also at the very end going to talk about, of course, the latest news with The Rock. I know you, it was said that uh, Southern Comfort said that he didn't. he's never liked The Rock. Well, we do have some Rock news uh, because of uh, what The Rock's been doing behind the scenes, but uh, before we get to all that good stuff, I want to go ahead and talk a little bit about TNA slash impact slash TNA, which is what it is today, and... <laughs> Earlier this month, uh, I was almost, you know, willing to bring you on here earlier in the month to talk about the firing of Scott Demore. Uh, they recently, in January, had a sensational uh, card at the Pearl that went over really well, including a match of the year candidate. In fact, it's my match of the year so far between uh, Will Osprey and uh, Josh Alexander which I sent to you as far as hopefully you get a, you got a chance to see that so far that's my pick for match of the year I thought it was sensational but your thoughts Scott Demore who was the head of TNA comes off a successful run at the at the pearl here at uh, at the palms here in Las Vegas they get set up for TV going forward they just do the name change back from TNA to impact back to TNA everything is going a little bit you know not too shabby for them but he asked for more money from the parent company. The parent company says no; they couldn't come to terms on Scott DeBoer buying uh, TNA because I guess he has a construction. His family owns a construction company that's doing pretty well. This allows him would allow him opportunity to do that, and they end up firing him. Your thoughts, my friend? I had said my prediction for last for this year. I had told you that one company. In the rest, one wrestling organization would bite the dust. I don't know. Even though they came off such a good feeling as far as what they're doing, I don't know where does TNA stand
0: after the firing of Scott Demore. This is a weird one. I just have to be honest. It's a weird one because how is it that you ask for more money to pay the talent to do better production values? You ask just for your simple can we get a pay? Can we get an increase in funds? And you get fired over that. Like, I don't understand, like in the business world, would would that work? Like you just go into your boss and say, Hey, look, this project that I want to work on that, that has been successful so far. Okay. Can I get a couple more bucks? No, you're fired. Get out of my office. What? Like there's something weird that, that happened that, I'm still not convinced we have and the then, entire story.
1: oh, I'm, I'm I'm I agree with you. I think there's something that's not just one incident. It's probably a, a layered over the course of time. Uh, the parent company obviously wants to keep costs low, keep costs effective, is happy in certain ways where they're at. Obviously they would like to grow. but when you're telling me you don't want to put more money into a project, you just want to keep it status quo, you're asking it to be bought by someone else you're asking or you're trying to shut it down for tax reasons, or you're just happy with a level that it's at. It's one of those three options, my friend. And if they're happy where they're at, I wouldn't be happy. I wouldn't be satisfied. I mean, what, do they get a hundred thousand viewers on a weekly basis to their product to maybe, uh, you know, add in YouTube viewers, they get maybe another 200,000 on it's not a, a sustainable platform if you want to be a major company now you have your top wrestler josh alexander signed through next year but and you you have moose who's a really good uh promo and and obviously he i think he's a really good champion for them but and you've talked about also as well excuse me you've also talked about the women's division being something very special there but all those things into play my friend it just it seems like when you go ahead and make that direction coming off a very successful period, the optics. It's despite what the wrestlers are saying. They had a, uh, I guess a, a in front of their last TV taping. They they talked to the fans and spoke out that they still want to continue everything as status quo. It still doesn't. The optics are just not good for the company long term.
0: And I never knew that scott demore had money like i i never knew that so when that whole revelation came out that he offered to buy into the company or buy the company outright i was like what and supposedly he had everything he had the financing all set to go and and had the proof you know I've, i've never never been in that part of the business world so i don't know what what all that entails you know i guess you Go with a promissory note. I don't even know, but you have the paperwork to prove that you have the funds.
1: Yeah, a bank, as far as whatever bank or lending institution or whatever shareholders that you have, that whatever prospective uh, buyers, if you're just one buyer or all buyers, you just show that you have the proof. You know, you can yeah. come to them with paperwork or whatever it is that they need to go ahead and say, hey, "I got the proof. I'm ready to buy. Let me go ahead and, and buy this company."
0: But, I mean, now that he's gone, they have this new gentleman, and I don't know how to pronounce his... Anthony, I'm not sure how to pronounce his last name. I'm sorry. So I'm not even going to try. But you have the new guy that that Anthem has placed in charge. Mm -hmm. Look, we all know when you have people from the business world working in the wrestling world, it never really pans out very well. Well,
1: that worked so well for WCW in those 90s, (laughs) didn't it?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Worked worked swimmingly. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So... I I don't know. I hope that because, look, of all the smaller companies, we have to give credit that TNA has been around for 20 some odd years. Okay. They've, they've stuck around. They managed to put out some really good talent. All right. Highlight some really good talent. I wouldn't say that this is the death knell for them. Okay. But these next five months, six months, is really gonna be in a crucial time for that company. Are If they stay the status quo, I don't know if that, that that's a vote of confidence. I think they have to start being expanding and doing things differently to get more eyes on their product over these next five or six months. If they don't, I have a feeling maybe in summertime, we may be having a conversation, you and I, about, well, what happens now? Is TNA going to go under? I hate to say that. I hate to see that because you, you want more places for people to work, you know? Um, but it's hard when the parent company doesn't see the value that they have in, in the product that they purchased.
1: I'll say like this in the streaming world, people have been critical of Warner brothers and, uh, David Zaslav, as far as the head of Warner brothers, making decisions on shelving. Some already finished products, such mm-hmm. as the Bad Girl movie, uh, such as uh, Scoop. Uh, and as far as uh, also as well, uh, the latest one is Coyote versus Acme, which a lot of people were really high on. It actually, I uh, believe, tested well with audiences uh, that got a sneak preview of it, but still shelved because of tax purposes to, for a tax write up. They're all being shelved, they're all being shelved permanently for a tax write up would anthem i'm not going to say that they are but would anthem be going down that same route i don't know when you don't want to actively try to better your company and it just sounds like you're keeping your fingers crossed by doing the same things you always do and hoping the, the audience finds you that tells me that that's you know there's something else cooking up there whether it's they want to sell to someone else for a larger amount or that they wanna just go ahead and shut it down and, and write it off on the taxes. We'll see. But at any time there's a parent company involved, there's always some type of alternative reasoning and, and imagining that the wrestling fan doesn't know about or isn't quite sure of that. Ultimately, we don't find out until it's too late.
0: Well, and, and you know, <laughs> even though Axis is not a cable channel that everybody gets, when you do watch it, you see that the only thing that really is worth watching on there is TNA, because with all due... Re- and unless you're a music fan, because they have a lot of music shows, but that's it. That's what you have. They, they're I don't know what else they show besides music shows and TNA. I believe they
1: get more views off of what they do on YouTube than they do off of what they do on Axis, so that... Well. That speaks to yeah. right there. So yeah, I don't know. Again, it's just a tough to see as far as what's going on there, but Scott Demore, will he start up his own? Co- see, that's the thing he hasn't announced, or maybe he will by this time next month announced his own company that he's starting. That tells you right there that the costs of starting your own company from the ground up is not as beneficial if you don't have something already in place. So it just, He wanted to buy out TNA because it was a company that was already set, already had a television outlet, already had some other things in place that made it desirable. I still think our theory of combining NWA, MLW, and TNA uh, would still be the best option for all Mm -hmm. those three, but that's Mm -hmm. just me. MLW is riding high off the settlement that they got from WWE. I think it's in the neighborhood of twenty million dollars. So I think Court Bauer's, uh, you know, doing okay how whether if whether or not he puts it into the mlw product uh we'll actually wait and see i i would like to see that because main top wrestlers for the company have left in recent months so i don't know that doesn't tell me that you're putting that settlement money into the product but maybe
0: i i'm wrong on that but we'll see, we'll see. but mlw the kind of is the same thing with impact they, they, the, the the talent is not given Enough credit and enough uh, enough pay in order to stick around. Like I don't, I, I'm sure that if you're Alexander Hammerstone and you bolted, pay was probably one of those reasons why you did.
1: My friend, I want to go ahead and touch on something before our last bit coming up here, and uh, that is Stardom. Uh, stardom mm-hmm. had out of Japan a uh, women's organization. I know that Asuka, uh, my favorite ladies wrestler, has been very critical of them. And with all due respect to her, I, I know her comment at one time said that they started up just despite her. Okay, I, whether you believe that or not is up to you. <laughs> I, I, you know, uh, she did run her own organization when she was over there, and 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 but now she's obviously achieving a high level of success as one half of the tag team champions for WWE with Kyrie Sane. But getting back to stardom, they recently fired uh, their... One of the co-founders and that president, uh, Rossi Ogawa, who I guess uh, did not endear himself to everybody out there because he was, uh, I guess, uh, behind the scenes trying to court some of the stardom wrestlers into his own company, which he has since announced. So we talked about the costs of starting something from the ground up. It looks like he's going to go ahead and do it uh, with taking some of the wrestlers over there. So it's going to get a talent pool in Japan which was once abundant in the nineties and two thousands with a whole bunch of promotions that were all healthy. It's not the same environment now from what I've seen and I'm gathering. I just don't see the same numbers, same attendance, same dollar figures, same amount of just, you know, name wrestlers coming, coming in that area who are staying there. A lot of them are bolting to the WWE. And as we'll see here in March, with uh when mercedes monet and another superstar wrestler from japan will be going to aew most likely they're leaving uh to go abroad to work abroad for you know for full-time or part-time what have you so your thoughts on this my friend uh and it's kind of caught a little bit messy for stardom which again uh you know despite what oscar says i think it actually had stood out as a great place for women's talent both uh foreign and domestic in japan uh, as far as wrestlers coming in there being able to give a chance to succeed gilia has done an outstanding job and she's uh on her way most likely after she works for this new promotion she's going to go ahead to wwe your thoughts on the mess known as stardom right now
0: well didn't ogawa get like a giant paycheck from bushy road because he sold started on the bushy road which is the parent company of new japan Mm-hmm. So I think he might he might be in a little better uh, situation than maybe Scott Demore because I'm sure that he got quite a quite a large paycheck for that. Yeah, yeah. And again, my,
1: Scott Scott Demore's family though is he does have a construction construction company that I guess is doing well. So I guess he's you know it's not like he's hurting for cash either.
0: True, right. But I'm I'm saying I think Rossi probably got a bigger paycheck than yeah. than, oh, I than Scott. Yeah. Uh, His severance
1: package was a lot better. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yes it was. Uh, I I guess you know he was un- upset with the way in which some things were being booked and how Creative was working with some of the talent in stardom. He felt like he wasn't heard, so he decided to start poaching talent, which I would like to know like it, back in the day, you know, you could pull a guy aside, "Hey, I'm starting a company, you want to come along?" Like how does poaching talent work now? Because <laughs> I mean what do you tweet somebody? Hey, at the age of social
1: media, there you go.
0: <laughs> I mean, I just that's the thought that went through my mind when I first started reading about this uh situation was how does he do that? How do you do that in 2024? How do you poach especially talent? in
1: Japan, where the culture is dramatically different than what yeah. you see here in the States? Uh as far, you know, I again at I I'm not in it or familiar with it enough to go ahead and comment on that part of it, how it was done behind the scenes. So again, that's, he was obviously let go for a reason. Obviously, you know, his trying maneuvers and maneuvering was, was obviously turning people the wrong way.
0: Well, let's, let's just talk about Japan in general. Uh, I don't know that new Japan has the same steam and momentum that it had a few years ago. Well, that's
1: what I was saying. I, that's what I yeah. prefer to that. This the, the business in Japan, it's still there. You know, there's still companies that are doing okay. And there's still many companies in the confines of Japan, but it is not the nineties or the two thousands. There's not an abundance of wrestling organizations that are thriving to the point where mm-hmm. they're considered at the top, near the top or the top. Uh, like in the early, like in the mid two thousands when the WWE was having some issues you know, there were talk about that the thought that maybe New Japan or All Japan had replaced the WWE as the number one entity uh, in the world of professional wrestling. But that talk is no more. New Japan is still an entity out there, but it's nowhere near at the level of what it once was. All Japan is nowhere near the level it once was. Stardom has risen in the past decade, but it is still not as big as it could be might be or or possibly will be or or even when you look at as far as the other japanese women's companies that have come through the wire down in the years yeah they've not reached that level as of yet so again it's a situation where japan wrestling is not where it once was but it's still okay it's still pretty strong it's still in decent
0: health i agree that it's still there but it's not the heights that it was as you said in the mid-2000s when you had Nakamura over there, and you had you know Juchin Liger was still doing spots, and you had Anderson and 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 uh, not Kobayashi, Kobayashi was over there, and yeah, you know, it's just I, I don't know, and it, 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 to me, I, I will be curious to see how Ogawa's new, which what's the name? I didn't is have they given a name to? No, you? I don't.
1: Not that's of this time. I've not seen it as of yet, but okay. Uh, but i'm
0: curious i'm curious to see how how it works i'm gonna see i really am curious to see if it's gonna have a quick jump start and have some momentum to move forward and how do they handle the talent what's what's the you know and and rebounding how is stardom going to rebound i
1: agree we'll see what happens my friend but the political intrigue and stuff behind the scenes is just as juicy In Japan, as it always is here in the states, so definitely love to see that. And obviously, if it is something big, we'll report it on here, at the state of pro wrestling, indeed. So, if you have any thoughts on the indie scene, or as well what's going on with TNA, MLW, NWA, Triple A, CMM, CMLL, there's always political intrigue going on there down (laughs) in Mexico. Also, you know, you and I both know that we see that on a on a regular basis. All the news that comes out there. Plus, also as well, of course, in Japan, Europe, worldwide. Please let us know your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. If you're in the Las Vegas and Henderson areas and are looking to buy, sell, or trade the best in classic or current video games and pop culture collectibles, there's no better place to go than Retro City Games. From Xbox to PlayStation, Nintendo to Atari, Well, my friend, the time has come. Okay. So I'm going to go ahead and uh, put you off screen here while I set the fans up on what's going on with our beloved promo of the Masked Marauders. That's right. Yes, absolutely. So John and I, a few months ago, I-, I patterned out what we wanted to talk about over the next few months because unfortunately I can't bring him on more. I would love to bring him on more for State of Pro Wrestling, but his schedule is so busy. I'm never able to go ahead and do so. We always plan on once a month love to bring him on more but again his schedule just does not allow for it so one of the things i planned for him for this month was to cut a promo so he came back to me and said you want to cut a promo yes i want to go at the concept of let's say you and i were a tag team john and let's say we were going to go ahead and and be able to write a script for a quick promo How would we do that? How would we conduct it out? So the premise is, and I hope you're staying with us and I hope you're following us, that we are a tag team that's about ready to go into the cage on Friday night at the Coliseum in the match of a lifetime against a team called Brutally Handsome. So that's the team that we're facing off against. So we are mass marauders. He is number one and I am number two. And yes, I really want to be called, the in that case, Mass Marauder number two, and number two for a reason. Yes, the obvious reasons they're in. It's supposed to be a joke. So please, hopefully, t- you'll take some humor at that. But I'm going to start it off, and say, as I'm the announcer, setting things up for that Friday promo. So we're going to go ahead and do that right now. We're going to go ahead and get ready for it. So hopefully, you'll be able to enjoy it. If you're listening on audio and radio, do not adjust your dial anywhere. This is just us doing a quick little promo, having a little fun. Two old guys just say, this was our chance of making promos, Something we never could do, never did do. We wanted to do, wanted to dabble in the world of pro wrestling, both of us at various times in our lives and unfortunately didn't get to do enough too. So uh, I'm going to bring on the Mass Marauder right now. Mass Marauder is coming up here, so I'm going to go in my announcer voice and I'm going to go ahead and, and start this awesome promo again. It's coming up here in just a sec, so We'll go ahead and do it indeed. So here we go. Three, two, one. This Friday at the Coliseum in the Cage, it's Brutally Handsome versus the Masked Marauders. Tell us, number one, what makes you think you too can get out of the cage with the titles
0: this Friday? Well, let me just tell you something right now. For everybody that's watching this television program, this wrestling program, the mass marauders are sick and tired of Brutally Handsome. I give you two credit, Brutally Handsome. You are. You are crafty. Yeah. That's, the masked, that's right, Marauder number two. You know, every time in the previous events that we have taken on, Brutally Handsome, somehow, someway, hook or by crook, they walk out. With the tag team types. Those guys suck. That's right. So let me just tell you something brutally handsome. Come Friday night. At the Coliseum. You can't run. You can't hide. You can't have your friends from the back come and help you out. Because no, no. We're in the steel cage. And what you're going to find out. Is when the weapons of mass destruction. The mass marauders. When we're done with you. You're going to get a brutal beat down and you're not going to be handsome anymore. Tell him number two. Oh, me? Yeah. 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 Tell him oh, okay. number two. Oh,
1: okay. Okay. Here I go. I heard you guys called us Uh, I don't know what that means, but I don't think I like that. I don't think he likes that. I don't think we like that. So this Sunday in the cage, we're going to take out our ignoramuses. On you.
0: Look yeah. what you've done. Look what you've done. Brutally. Handsome. You've made the Marauder number two so upset that he doesn't remember what day it is. It's Friday at the Coliseum. But you've got him so upset. You've got him so so rattled inside of his own mind that he doesn't remember key facts. But that's okay. That's okay. I want Marauder number two to be a little bit forgetful. I want Marauder number two. I want you to forget about. Compassion. Oh, it's I want Friday. You
1: to... My bad. My bad. That's okay.
0: That's okay. I want you. We're going to get you. You forget about compassion. You forget about fighting fair because it's the cage. It's the cage, Brutally Handsome. You two don't stand a chance. Those tag team belts, they're coming back here. And they're going to be looking really good around yeah, our waist. Yeah, man. That's right. Friday night at the Coliseum. Your reign as Chag Team champions is over. That's right. This Friday night in the
1: Coliseum. It's the cage match of a lifetime. Go ahead and check out the Mass Marauders as they go for the title against Brutally Handsome and you can watch it this Friday on pay-per-view. All right, <laughs> my friend. Outside you know, of me, outside I, of me blowing be... the day of the week, I thought that was pretty good. <laughs> Because I had, I had written a long time ago when I first showed it to you as far as the promo. I wrote Sunday instead of Friday. So you then you changed up Friday on me. It was my bad. so
0: That's all right. That's all right, Kate. You know, you know what? You almost made me laugh before you pulled me back on, on camera when you go, don't adjust your radios. I don't know why that was funny. <laughs> I started the but, sticker.
1: You know what? If you liked it so much let us know at pop culture cosmos. Uh, and again, uh, we truly thank you for tolerating us <laughs> doing that. I would love yes. to get the opportunity to do this again or on the PVD cast. So before we head on out and before I drop the rock knowledge on you, my friend, or the people's elbow, please let us know what's going on with Matt talk and the PVD cast.
0: Well, the PVD cast is my own personal podcasting project. Uh, I drop episodes every Thursday. In fact, later tonight, there will be a new episode uh, dropping, which the topic is something that I haven't tackled in many, many, many episodes. We're going to talk a little bit about the business world. I have a guest that's coming on who is a uh, business communication strategist. And I'm going to be honest, I didn't know what that was. But after talking to Rich Perry, who is my guest, uh, I got a better knowledge about what goes on in the business world. So uh, check that out the podcast is available at pvdcast.com or wherever you find great podcasts and Matt talk is this matlock based uh, podcast that myself and Jason Taylor every second and fourth Sunday Jason and I do a broadcast uh, talking about an episode of Matlock we love to review discuss and make fun of the episode so you could check that out uh, Matt talk through all those great podcasting outlets just put in Matt talk and you should be able to find it in the search engine.
1: It is the state of pro wrestling, but before we head on out, really quick note, Dwayne Johnson, upon also getting the full usage of the Rock moniker, got that away from TKO and WWE uh, upon his uh, advancement in the company as far as becoming part of the board of directors. He also secured the rights to, if you smell what the Rock is cooking, the Brahma Bowl, the People's Champion, the Samoan Sensation. The Rock Bottom, The People's Elbow, taglines that that really be used to cut people down, like Jabroni, Candy Ass, Rudy Poo, and Know Your Role and Shut Your Mouth. I want to hear your thoughts. The Rock is an extremely intelligent and visual as far as making sure he can get this for himself, even for the years going forward. Getting the chance to get all your catchphrases is really a coup for The Rock. Has anyone else ever done this in history? Because this is historic. Uh, because, you know, Hulkamania and the Hulk, that went on back and forth forever, plus also the Marvel deal. He had the, yeah. you know, the Marvel suit and, you know, with all that for the rights for that. So I think eventually Hulk got some type of usage for that, but his is limited. Not to that extent. He didn't get yeah. like, you know, a Hulk outside of Hulkamania, Hulkster, I think he just, you know, again, limited to where it was. What you see with the Rock here, this is unprecedented, and I, I, I congratulate him for
0: it. Even if he never uses, even if if like this run in the WWE is his last, and he never steps foot back in front of the cameras of the WWE, at least he has it. It's kind of like as my mom used to say, when you have knowledge, when you have education, no one can take that away from you. So he's got this now, and now no one can take that away from him. And good on him. So that's an extra little cherry on top, so to speak. We
1: smell what The Rock is cooking. And despite the fact he is not much beloved by the WWE Universe right now for the way he tried to crowbar himself into the main event for WrestleMania, because he just assumed he would just you know be there because he's The Rock and people would want to have that as the match between him and Roman Reigns. Even though I actually would kind of like to see it personally, but I just know that, that he's still the person, the individual Dwayne Johnson is, you're right. He's uh, He tries to do a lot of good in this world. And, you know, he is a public figure like very few others. So everything gets scrutinized and and under the microscope, whether he does it right or wrong. But again, I I still think that the guy has a great heart and uh, Mm -hmm. I wish him nothing but continued success, whatever he plans on doing and whatever he has cooking out there. So- (laughs) My friend, my fellow tag team partner, any last thoughts before we head on out?
0: No, I just, uh, like I always say, you know, there's plenty of great wrestling out there. Find some, enjoy it, you know, don't overthink it, have fun, be a fan, that's it.
1: Did we embarrass ourselves to the fullest with our promo?
0: I I feel like we did a really good job, so I'm not embarrassed at all. Okay. My embarrassment meter, zero.
1: Okay, my embarrassment meter is always high, but <laughs> does it really make a difference? <laughs> Once again, it is John Orlando from the PVD cast and Matt Talk. Please go ahead and check out his great shows today at PVDcast.com. John, looking forward to another promo somewhere down the line. Looking forward this time next month when we preview WrestleMania. Hopefully, the smoke will be cleared and we'll know actually what all the matches are at. And hopefully, we'll have a better idea what WrestleMania is going to be like. But always glad to talk pro wrestling with you, my friend, right here at the Pop Culture Cosmos.